This episode of Date Night is supported by ED Wine Company. If you're located in the GTA, Hamilton, Kitchener, or Guelph, you need to check out ED Wine Company. Sommelier Elizabeth Davies curates four wines for you and delivers them right to your door. Each bottle comes hand-wrapped with tasting notes about what you're sipping. It's an approachable way to explore the world of wine and helps you learn a thing or two along the way. So check them out on Instagram at edwineco and go to edwine.ca to sign up for either a monthly delivery or just a single wine package whatever works best for you. When you sign up, make sure to use the promo code thisfamilytree10 to get 10% off. You will love this subscription service, I am telling you. And again, that is edwine.ca and thisfamilytree10. But Alex. Yeah, Shane. Let's begin date night. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm here with my husband, Shane. I brought the crackers. And I cut the cheese. (laughs) But we're all ready for date Date night. night. Why is every single one you do, Shane? Funnier than the last? About me tooting. Every single one is about me tooting. Well, what is this fascination? Someone told me once, whoever dealt it, smelt it. Whoever denied it, supplied it. Well, it's, wait, it's whoever smelt it, dealt it. Yes. And I then I could also, who, also say, whoever rhymed it, crimed it. Whoever did the rhyme committed the crime, I believe. Is rhyme, you crimed it. That is, you got yeah, it. Yeah, crimed it isn't a thing. <laughs> but let's let's get in here. Like you were telling me, you're so excited for tonight, and I know it's date night, and yes, I'm excited too. But why are you actually excited? Because it's been a long, hard few days, and it's been. <laughs> And I'm excited just for the relief that date night brings. Honestly, I was sitting here. The sun was pouring in the living room. It was golden hour. I was just enjoying, you know, the last splash of wine in my glass after we ate dinner. And it was so nice. And I felt a sense of relaxation that I do not feel on any other night of the week, even though we're podcasting. It's such a fun, flirty. No, it's not flirty. Oh, my God. It's not flirty. Oh, it's not flirty at all, you. (laughs) But I feel like it gets us flirty together in a sense of just like recalling stories. And you know what I mean? And it's just so nice. And we don't get this on Friday nights because we're stuffing our faces with pizza until we literally can't move. And I'm throwing up in the bathroom, which has happened on numerous occasions. Still every weekend, I look forward to it. We don't get this feeling on Saturdays because that's when we have our big podcast. And we often just have so much on our plates. And then every other night of the week, we're like working until we watch 30 rock (laughs) no over only one of us is vomiting only one night of the week and that's because for some reason i think i might be allergic to the dill but i keep eating it Hmm. yeah well i won't lie i'm a little disappointed by what your secret was i thought it was something really good and really juicy i thought you found another hundred dollar bill or something i wish i was like okay let's record you go i'm excited for tonight i go why and you said I'll tell you on the pod. No, I started talking about my dress. I was like, oh, I haven't worn this dress since. And you're like, what? And I was like, oh, I'll tell you on the pod. So you're confusing stories. Okay, tell me when haven't you worn the dress until. Okay, so I bought this dress when I was pregnant with Lucy and it fits Mm -hmm. perfectly right now. Yeah, so to describe this dress, it's it's basically like nipple tassels. Is that what those are called? And there's not much. There's like everything. It's like 80% see-through. It is not. It is... (laughs) Your navel ring, I can see. I possibly could look like I'm going to a funeral. I'm wearing like thick, opaque black tights and a dress. It's short and tight, but it's like still full sleeves and everything. So it's it's quite conservative. But uh, the last time I bought it was when I was pregnant with Lucy, and you and I went on an awesome date. And I was curious if you knew what that date was. To merit? Nope. No, I don't know. 
We went to see the Born Ruffians in Hamilton at that little tiny, tiny bar. Ah, yes, I remember. Yeah, it was such a fun show. And we got those t-shirts, those uh, matching Born Ruffian uh, merch shirts. Yeah, it's one of those times you buy a shirt and you never wear it. (laughs) Because you're influenced by the band. But let's get into this bottle of wine here. What do you say? Let's do it, babe. So tonight we are drinking... A wine called Chateau Plaisance Les Palous Superior 2009. So I thought a couple weeks ago we drank something and that was the oldest bottle we had had. It was. With our ED wine subscription. And this week beats it. So yeah, it's a well last bottle. week it was the oldest. It was last week. Yeah, but now this one's the oldest. All right, babe. So here, cheers. 2009. Okay, this is back to red wine. Last one might have been the best one wine oh we God. had in the whole lot. That was incredible. Okay, this one's interesting. It is interesting. It's like a, a like a paint thinnery type of taste, <laughs> which I like. No, you're, you know it's funny because I smell that as I'm bringing it to mm-hmm. my nose, but I, don't I like t- I don't taste it. No, I, I do taste it a little bit. I, I actually like these stronger, strange tastes, and I I know this sounds bad, but it smells a little bit like a man's washroom. Ew. Like the um. Okay, Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's Creek over here. Um, no, but the urinal cakes in a men's washroom. Oh my God, Shane. Well, those are designed to smell nice. I'm not saying it smells like urine. I'm saying this is reminiscent of a urinal cake. I cannot tell what it smells like or tastes like. And uh, your suggestions are throwing me for a loop to say yeah, the least. Well, I don't think I'm right. I doubt even if it did smell like a urinal cake, I don't think it would say that on the listing. But do you like it? I do. Last well, like is it, it as good as last week's wine? At this point, I'm gonna say no because last week's wine was such a home run. But Let's again, at this point, last week I wasn't feeling over the moon either. All right, so I'm going to read the tasting notes that uh, the small Elizabeth Davies puts with each wine, and each week's chain I try to guess the tasting notes correctly, which this week I don't think we are in the process of doing. So this what is. What do you a- mean we're not in the process of doing? Well, because we guessed urinal cakes. I guess you're no cake. So if it is there, let's not share the credit. All right. This is a cool bottle to explore age. Aging wine is not something that us consumers do a lot of these days. In fact, you hear stats that 90% of bottles are opened within hours of being purchased. A byproduct of that behavior is that our palates aren't really familiar with how older wines taste. Hence the urinal cake. Mm. As a wine ages, the fruit flavors start to take a back seat. Hence why here our fruit flavors are diminished. So cherry, raspberry, black currant. What does step in the forefront with time are the earthy elements. Forest floor, hay, barnyard, and tobacco. Were you thinking barnyard and hay and tobacco? Honestly, what do barnyards smell like? Urinal cakes? No, they smell like piss a lot of time. Much more savory than an explosion of fruit that we may have seen in the wine's youth. The tannins are quite pronounced, if you ask me. They are fine and grippy, like the texture of a fine-grained sandpaper. Bordeaux is a blending region, and that is exactly what you have in your glass. 70% Merlot, 20% Cab Sauvignon, and 10% Petit Verdot. A great classic pairing that would go really well here would be lamb. You'll have to let me know if the flavor profile of older wine is up your alley. So I'm going to take another sip and I'm going to think hay, barnyard, tobacco, and then fruit flavors on the back. Hold on. Let me uh, get a little air. Well, you know why hay smells like urine. Because animals pee in it? Yeah. Thanks for the clarification. (laughs) It's barnyardy. It's barnyardy. And here's the thing. We didn't have the vocab 
for describing what we were tasting because this is the first time we've had an older wine in this I think setting. I did a pretty good job. Like I was trying no, to I say think so too. it smelled like a scented type of like urine type taste. Right. It's like a hay urine. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't taste like that to me. It, it tastes hay-y but not urine-y to me. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the urine isn't overpowering. It's just present mm-hmm. so i this would be so <laughs> mm-hmm. so sophisticated <laughs> but it would be so interesting to sample more older wines to see if we got any better at kind of picking out flavors in them but do you like it yet? well I, i'll ask you that question after we're done our first glass what your thoughts on it are let's begin what social stigma does society need to get over this, this is, is just a get- fun date night question. Well, it's just getting to know you. I'm pretending we're on a date. Like it's like our getting the vibe. It's our second date. I'm just getting to know you. I'm just like trying to get deep here. Okay, well, sorry. Can you repeat this weird question? Okay, so I'm trying to have a deep conversation right. with you on our second date. Let's say, what social stigma does society <laughs> need to get over? I'm trying to act like I might be a smart guy. This is why you were questioning me when I said the date nights were flirty. Mm. <laughs> Social stigma. For me, it would be, I don't know, not eating with your hands at dinner. I'm like, yeah, just grab it with your hands and shove it in your mouth. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I'm not into that. Okay. I uh, That would probably just an example gross I'm... me out on a first date. Like I once had a boyfriend and... Uh, you know, I really liked him. This was in high school, and I took him home for dinner uh, with my family. And my mom served like it was a pasta, a pasta dish. And she was eating pasta with his hands. No, but close to being that bad. Anyway, he just—it was all over the place. He had pasta all over his face, and he wasn't wiping it off. And I'd like put napkins down in front of him and i try to give him a hint but he wouldn't take the hint and he'd just eat more pasta and it would splash more all over his face and uh, i couldn't look at him for the next two weeks and i almost broke up with him because of it this wine really tastes like a barnyard <laughs> it does it's nuts i have to comment on it every sip it's like so intense it is intense Let's it's see. so interesting i'm really glad we have it but i am glad we have it too so yeah, eating with hands is a no for me. Um, I'm going to say social stigma. I don't know. I'm I'm down to talk about. They say don't talk about what religion, politics, and money in public settings. I'm down to talk about all three. Let's talk money, religion, politics, whatever. Like, let's get to know each other. So I say that social stigma. Well, you had zero dollars in your bank account when we met. So and I admitted it. Yeah. Well, there you go. See, I'm open about it. Well, you had to be because if another drink needed to be purchased, you needed to to have the reason why. Because you didn't want to seem like, oh, I'm cheap. You're like, hey, I'm not cheap. I just have zero dollars. Shane, if it came down to that, I'm sure I could have gotten a guy at the bar to buy us both drinks. Alex, that is not, <laughs> that does not cast you in a good light. I'm just saying that if I was desperate what to buy you a drink to show you that I liked you. What would you do? I'm sure I could have convinced somebody else to do it. Man. Oh, geez. That is... <laughs> you're lucky this is past our second date because I would not want to proceed if this was the type of person you were. I'm only telling you this because we're past our second date and I've got you locked down with two kids. What is one fault in others you just can't stand? A fault in others? Shane, these are doom and gloomy. Um, no, it's date getting to know you questions. They're fun, but the questions can be a little thought-provoking. I, I hate it when somebody is opinionated to the point that they can't hear any new information, they have a superiority complex, 
and it's just it makes it difficult to be yourself with people like that and it really makes it difficult to have a laugh or truly get to know somebody like that because then personally I always feel like I'm being scrutinized what about you for me it is people act like they care for humanity Mm-hmm. And they, they wear it like a badge of honor, yet they're not nice to humans. Ah, I agree. You know what I mean? It's like oh, when 100%. you meet someone who's religious yeah. and they're kind and heartwarming. And then you meet someone who's religious and they're cold. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So like growing up in the Catholic school system, right? I had some friends who really, really loved their religion. Like they loved being Catholic. And they truly did so much to help their communities. Like, yeah. They'd always be volunteering. They'd always be finding ways to not only make like the greater community of Hamilton better, but within the school community, like they'd be reaching out to everybody and making sure that everybody felt comfortable. But then there were also people who loved their religion, but they were so holier than thou that they were a-holes to absolutely everybody, Mm -hmm. like everybody. And it's like, you know, you're supposed to be kind to somebody who's struggling. This person or people like this would cast judgment on that person. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of personality, and I totally get what you mean. It's so, it's so disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so disappointing. But you know who really makes me feel, we hadn't talked about this before, just speaking about like faithful people, uh, Sonia Curry. So we recently had her as a guest on our podcast, and she loves God. Like, I don't know what Christian <laughs> denomination she is, but she's some denomination of Christian. And she's just so warm and so nice it like made me love god too i was like oh yeah sonia like i'm just i was feeling it i was feeling so good about things you know you always love god god is (laughs) but no but you do and god i think is such a nice guy in general i don't think he would like is it he is god a he or he's like a jesus is is god jesus dad yes okay so So like god impregnated mary holy spirit thing if you'd like to believe that but uh but they never did it right like he just no it was like it was like imagine lucy had this movie that she liked to watch at christmas time with the god's impregnating mary (laughs) shane it's like it's like a gust of wind going through mary and then mary's just like praying and then she's pregnant wow yeah okay Um, but anyway, yeah, I think God, who is like one of the nicest people ever. Well, you'd hope, right? You'd think, yeah. He would probably not like these people being so devout to him, but not being kind to others. Yeah. And, and I mean, too judgy. You, <laughs> there's the, the entire history of all religions ever, which is just people fighting and killing each other over a God that everybody says is kind and loving. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, what is he? Is he kind and loving and hates people? when people fight and kill each other or does he condone fighting so it's like let's give up that aspect of all religions and let's just do the hippie god thing you know hippie indeed hey alex what's something you resent paying for something i resent paying for i'll start refills i don't want to pay for a refill if i'm at a restaurant and i also don't want to ask like if they're like would you like a refill i don't want to say oh is it free because then I just seem like the cheapest person mm-hmm. in the world. So I go, yes, please. And then I'm like, wait, why did she ask me? Why didn't she just <laughs> grab my cup and take it and bring it back filled with Diet Cola? Yeah. And then I'm wondering the whole meal, is she charging me? How much? Is this a place that charges $1.50 or is it going to say four ninety nine on the end bill? Mm. Okay. So since that's what you used, 
Tonight, we always order on date nights a nice meal from somewhere in the city. Tonight, we got a beautiful meal from an Italian restaurant that we had never tried before. It was a great meal. I really loved what we got. However, when we were looking at the ordering, okay, first of all, did you notice none of us had Parmesan on our pasta or anything like that? We didn't no. have Parmesan and a little ramkin. A lot of places will give you Parmesan on the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. It cost $1.50 to add Parmesan to your freaking order. No. At an Italian restaurant, they were charging extra for Parmesan. Like if we were dining in at this place, they'd come over with the big grater and be like, would you like us some Parmesan with that? And we'd be like, yes, please. And then they'd all over our food until I say, stop. You know what I That's mean? That's like a sushi place charging for chopsticks. Yes. Or like wasabi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that made no sense to me. So I was so furious that they were charging for Parmesan that if you will notice, we did not get Parmesan with our pasta because I did mm. not want to pay the $1.50. Jeez, that's a uh, good observation. I'm impressed. I'm also impressed by your Italian. I did not know you spoke. Oh, yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> that is a very delayed laugh. You were trying to hold that in. I was, yeah. Where do you get your news? Is this not a good question? <laughs> These are all, they've been great. They've been great, but they're so uh, odd. Because I'm on a new tip. I'm on a, before I was like, oh, it has to be the most unique questions. And now I'm like, oh, sometimes the best answers derive from the most plain questions. Yeah, I get my news from, well, okay, I guess in the day, I look at. Uh, <laughs> I like how it's big. in the day. I get it from here. At night, no, no, I get no, no, it no. from. Okay, so like when I'm putting the baby down for mm-hmm. her nap in the morning. So yeah. that's first thing in the morning. You know, I'm only starting my coffee. I look at CNN, BBC, Fox News. Yeah. Okay, because I want to get all sides. I want to get the left, the right, and then kind of the, the center left. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I look at all three in the morning, and then after that. Throughout the day, I just get it from the, what, Apple news app on my phone. It just, like, gives me dings, and then I, I know what's up. Okay, for me, in the morning, it's always CNN. And mm-hmm. throughout the day, it's TikTok. Yeah. And late at night, it's actually hotmilfs.com. Get out of here. <laughs> You're only saying that because hotmilfs.com has been commenting on all of my TikToks. They have? Yeah. What are they liking like? Them. I don't know. They've been liking everything. Wow. <laughs> Do you think hotmilfs.com, the person who operates that, would that be a man or a woman, that TikTok account? I don't know, babe. As long as they're a fan. Yeah, I don't care. But yeah. I'm not discriminating. A fan's a fan. A like's a like. (sighs) (laughs) Okay. What are some red flags to watch out for in daily life? What do you mean in daily life? That doesn't even make sense. Interpret it how you... people? Sure. Okay, no. Let's just bring this back to relationships here. So... Red flags in a relationship when you first start dating somebody. How's that? I would think a red flag in life or when you're dating someone in particular would be if someone's not kind to a waiter. Oh, that's a huge one. That's It doesn't tip well for no reason. Or it doesn't tip well at all, even if there is a reason. That's huge. I couldn't date a bad tipper. You're a very generous tipper, which I appreciate, my love. I don't think I'm generous. I give 20%. Yeah, no, but always. Yeah. Yeah, I could never date a bad tipper or somebody who is rude to waiters, bartenders. Having waited and bartended for so long, like I did that for a decade. You you could tell, like especially, you know, you're being nice to somebody, whatever. And then if somebody's just, they feel superior to you because you're serving their food or you're making their drinks or something, there's nothing more. It's so infuriating. I also very much dislike a rude waiter. Yeah. And a rude bartender. 
Yeah, of course. Because I know I'm still going to tip them 20% because I'm like, if they're being this rude. They probably had a rough night. Not Maybe like, or a rough life, even worse. So it's like, but I still can't stand it. Hold on. My red flag. This is a red flag specifically for dating though. Tell me. Red flag for dating. If they're a musician by trade. Not if they like fiddle around on the side, but if they're a musician. I would like just, when you say fiddle around on the side, like do you they mean play they play the fiddle? <laughs> that maybe that would be a bonus. Because really. fiddle around on the side actually sounds like cheating, I, or it sounds like <laughs> they've got side gigs at like a Celtic place. See, I would love to date a fiddler, but uh, just because I think that would be that would be great fun. But if if from personal experience and the experience of people that are close to me, I just would recommend to my own daughters never to date musicians. What's the main issue with the musician? Uh ego stuff uh the ones that i've dated all tended tend to be quite broody and you know a lot of the ones that i know through friends uh quite cheaty cheaty and again that goes into the ego stuff and the they brood. were fiddling around on and the side though they That's were the they were fiddling around <laughs> on the side so yeah i recommend uh musician as a living bit of a red flag okay would you rather there's exceptions obviously but you know would you rather date a lead singer a keyboardist or a guitarist? Guitar. You got the sex appeal without the problems of a lead singer personality. What if he's a fiddler on the side? Well, I'm not going to date a fiddler on the side, ideally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? No, I want to know. If it's the same from your perspective, like a man looking at, like a straight guy looking at, you know, female musicians, is there that same hesitancy i guess and and i think ego thing for me it would mm-hmm. the main thing isn't like oh they're gonna like get groupies it's like <laughs> she's going to have a high ego yeah. and be very into herself and when i in my tinder days there was a woman i was kind of interested in but she was a singer and then i just couldn't pull the trigger to go on a date with her because mm-hmm. i was like oh it's well i i did once with an actress i went on a date with an actress and that was that was tough right off the bat she wanted to get in some huge debate and <laughs> and then she took off and was like very dramatic and was like smoking a cigarette and uh it was like intense what about smoking there's another red flag oh, yeah. so like an actress who is smoking double red flag well no, most actresses smoke it's like a thing it's like a very social thing if i think if you're an actor you go out and you smoke in between like your scenes what was I, can i ask what the fight was about or the, no, the debate okay. i don't want to get into it <laughs> but, but she was like afterwards she was like i liked you i really liked you and then like go just because my opinion differed from hers and it wasn't like some you know huge issue but then she was so dramatic about it yeah anyway yeah that's hilarious that is you know i'm so glad that that's how it ended because i wouldn't have expected any less from that personality type. And again, generalizing. But that's quite funny. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. But I could never date an actor. I will just say that. Couldn't. But that's only because I'm jealous. When you are old, what do you think children will ask you to tell stories about? Mm, 2020, baby. Right now. No, I think they'll ask us to tell stories about when we were young. You know, like... Presumably, yes. Could we get into something more interesting? <laughs> no, well, first of all, I do think that they'll ask us about the great pandemic of 2020 and all that BS. How much Netflix did you watch, Grandma? <laughs> so much Netflix. That's it. Yes. You know what? Hmm. Okay, I 2020 have... wasn't that interesting. Only because you brought it up. I was thinking about it this morning. I was 
reading a meme and they were like what are you binging right now that's not what it said but it was along those lines and i was like we binged more pre-pandemic yeah we binged all the time pre-pandemic we have not binged really at all like it's taken me over a week and four active nights of watching so far to complete a movie i still haven't completed which movie Princess Mononoke, that that Japanese anime um, studio Ghibli one. Mm. Ghibli, Ghibli, I don't know how to say it, but it's like, it's so hard for us to watch anything. What was the meme that you were reading? Is that when I was yelling up to you and you're like, I'm reading. (laughs) Did you finish your meme? Are you halfway through? (laughs) This is a real page turner. It's one page, but I'm halfway through it. No, I forget what it is, but it was something along the lines of like just binging stuff. I don't know, Mm. but yeah. We're bad bingers. What would I tell them? Yeah, I would tell them about definitely this pandemic, how we decided to pull up our bootstraps Mm -hmm. and start a business together. And we made it happen. And we interviewed Sonia Curry and Alyssa Milano. They'll be like, who is that? I'll be like, remember (laughs) Steph Curry? They'll be like, who? I'll be like, he was one of the best basketball players ever to play the game. And then I'll show them like the equivalent of YouTube. Right. I think they'll be impressed. By his mom? That's pretty cool, though. Well, yeah, to us. We love moms and we love basketball, so it's cool to us. But do you think grandkids... Well, well, I'll show them who's the boss and I'll be like, (laughs) see that sitcom from the 80s? We talked to her when she was a grown woman and she started the Me Too movement. Play a couple Dirt Nasty records, show them our Simon Rex interview. Exactly. See, I think that's cool. Show them season whatever of The Bachelor and be like, that's Jillian Harris. Yeah, a close personal friend by this point. But like, you know, I think I'd also like to tell them stories about when we were young and living it up and just be like, oh, the girls were after your grandfather, but I got him for me. I made him fall in love with me. Just stop with the voice. (laughs) At least it's better than your grandma voice. Your grandma voice always sounds like Adam Sandler. Yeah, well, that's more palatable to listen to. Hey, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) When did something start out badly for you, but in the end it was great? Okay, two things. One, the actual giving birth process. Started out terribly. Freaking terrified. Scariest experience, especially with Lucy. Scariest experience of my life after the most difficult pregnancy ever. And was like pretty easy getting her out you know what I mean that process I was like building myself up for like a six hours of pushing and all this forceps and just scary stuff and it was easy then it was even even easier with Betty but I will say this podcast when we first started this family tree podcast which is two years ago this Friday which is very exciting I did not feel comfortable in it I did not feel like I had anything to say and I hated to listen to them back. I still don't love listening to them back, but I have a lot more How fun than I used to. How often are you listening to them back? <laughs> well, when I have to... Like, oh, I really don't like this. No, but... when I do the write-ups, you know, if I need to remind myself what we talked about so I could do the little yeah. caption. But it was really difficult for me for so long. Like for what, like six months, it was like pulling teeth to get me to sit down and do a podcast. But I wanted to. It was just really hard for me and I was looking for any excuse not to do it. And... I think the turning point for me, there was this one night that I was quite sick. I can't remember if I was pregnant or not. I don't know what was going on. And you were like, okay, Alex, like, don't worry. Like, we'll do it another night. And I was like, no, we're doing it. 
And then we did it. And then I was like, man, if I can make it through that, like, I'm good. I'm good. And then another turning point was that was just for initial confidence and like being able to even talk to you on air. And then for interviews, when we interviewed the Birds Papaya, I was so, so nervous because that was our first really big interview. And I was just so terrified because I really like her. And we did it. And I was like, oh, man, like that was that was easy. It could have been so much better in a lot of different ways. But recognizing those ways and like not being scared to fail and not being scared to find what we can improve on Mm -hmm. has been fun. And it's like, can I get better now? Hell yeah. In still so many ways. But I'm having so much fun finding out those ways. And it's like the journey that we've been on since those early days when I was really nervous have been so much freaking fun. Like I would never have wanted to do a podcast, like a second podcast on our date night ever in a million years. And this is one of my favorite times of the week. Like there's something so special about it. And I know other people are listening and I know, you know, other people are making judgments on it and commenting on it and messaging us about it. Mm-hmm. But it does just feel like a super cool conversation mm-hmm. with you. And it's a 40 minute podcast, Alex. Let's wrap it up. Sorry. <laughs> I love the podcast. That's it. <laughs> What's yours? No, but yeah, you reminded me actually. And I think your answer was very good and long winded. But <laughs> <laughs> what started out bad was the night we conceived Lucy. Mm-hmm. I was up on stage ser- serenading <laughs> you in Newfoundland. Where were we? No, you always said it's Newfoundland. Oh, but uh, no, Shane cannot get the Maritimes right no matter. <laughs> No. Canada's maritime provinces are all one for him, but we were in uh, Charlottetown. Charlottetown? Charlottetown. <laughs> Is that a province? No, it's in PEI. It's the capital. Okay, so we're in PEI. I'm up on stage trying to be funny and romantic at the same time. I'm pretending I'm in like a rom-com. So I'm singing you Hero by Enrique Iglesias, and I'm doing even the spoken word intro like, mm-hmm. hey, what would you do if I asked you to dance? Would you come with me? It's something like that. And then I, I, it's supposed to be funny when I do that. No one's <laughs> laughing. It's all these like college douchebags. It was type. packed. Yeah. And then all of a sudden people start throwing li- lemons and limes <laughs> at me, which is humiliating. And I don't have a posse with me. It's just me. And me. And then, I'm, and then all of a sudden you're defending my honor. <laughs> well, you're still singing. And then I went over the table of the 20 guys throwing citrus at you and I started knocking their hats off. Yeah, knocking their hats off and then we got in a bit of a like an altercation with them and then we were kicked out of the bar like everyone was, everyone involved. And then that night Lucy was made. So it started out bad, mm-hmm. ended good, and now we have a daughter to show for it. And I would now argue that in retrospect, it was all good. Cuz yeah. it's hilarious. And you know what? I mean, To answer your question from earlier, what are we going to be telling our kids about or our grandkids about? We're going to be telling them about when their mummy Lucy was made that night because that is a hilarious story. Remember I grabbed the guy's hat and threw it off. Yeah. So, okay. So, this is really funny. So, there was the one guy, the main perpetrator, right? So, he's just sitting there. He's got a big dumb grin on his face and he's like, oh, yeah, that was me throwing limes. But he wouldn't admit it. But I saw him that he was Mm -hmm. the one doing it. So, I went over to them. I was like, hey, uh does anybody know where those limes came from? That's my husband singing. And uh, who threw a lime at him? Not a good way to get someone to admit who threw the limes. Well, I knew. I just wanted to see if he would be honest. And he's like, oh, no. And then I looked at him and I knew it was him. And I was like, are you sure? And then I, 
and I flicked his hat off and it fell behind him. And then he's like, what was that for? And you put it back on. And I was like, you know exactly what that's for. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And then I flicked it off again. And he's like, yo, and he called me a bunch of swear words. So you run off the stage and then I don't even know if you saw me flicking his hat off twice, but you grabbed his hat yeah. and tossed it. Threw it, it so, so far. I just like, and I think, I mean, <laughs> if two people were ever meant to be together, it's two people that are going for the hat first, yeah. you know? So yeah, I appreciate well, to that. To me, it was, this is the ultimate way to disgrace him. <laughs> Because I'm going to disgrace myself if I throw a punch because my fist will just like implode and like break into a million pieces if I <laughs> if I threw one. I have like that. I'm like the woman on 30 Rock with who's made of bird bones. Oh, yes. Emily Mortimer's character. Yes. Yeah. What's the most epic way you've seen someone quit or be fired? Okay. Wait, I might have a story there. Do tell. I might have a story there. Okay. So you might or you do? No, I do. I do. I do. But it, it doesn't count because then they went back to the job. But uh, so I was working at a neighborhood bar. I worked there for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started there when I was only what 17 or 18. Anyway, it was illegal because you're not allowed to serve alcohol that young. But on my first day of work, my boss is showing me around. And, you know, he's saying, OK, Alex, you're going to be bartending. Why not? And he's showing me the bar. He's showing me the kitchen. And then he goes, he opens the, the one door, like, in between the kitchen and the bar. And he goes, and here's the baseball bat if you need it. And I was like, um, like I'm 17. Excuse me? Why would I be needing a baseball bat? And he goes, you know, just in case you need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, I'm, you know, I'm getting to know this kind of bar that I'm working at. I'm like, this is the type of bar where the bartender needs to know where the baseball bat is. And the bartender being a 17-year-old girl, like, this is kind of weird. Well, sometimes and, bars will sponsor softball teams. <laughs> yeah, no, not that kind of, not that usage. But it turned out that, you know, all of the thoughts I had in my mind and all the assumptions and the preconceived notions I had about what this bar could be since that moment, it was all true. Like, it was a place where you definitely needed to know where the baseball bat was. Anyhow, a lot of nights it would just be me working. And if that was the case, then my dad would come. And he wouldn't drink. He'd just sit there and have like tea or Diet Coke or whatever until I was done closing up. And then he'd drive me home, even though it was right around the corner from my house. But I was very grateful for that. However, uh, I did have a series of coworkers there, other bartenders and cooks and things like that. A lot of the people that I worked with were very problematic. A lot of the people that I worked with were uh, big time drug users. And again, I'm like a 17-year-old straight-A athlete. Like, do not like drugs. Do not like drugs. Is this a bragging session or do we have a (laughs) a quit story? Again, I'm like a former model. Like, (laughs) I throw a perfect spiral. Straight A's. Okay, not a former model, but I do throw a perfect spiral. You were a car wash model. Oh, yes, a car wash model. Thank you for remembering. (laughs) (laughs) That was the high point of my modeling career. Anyhow, do throw a perfect spiral. Just want to reiterate. Anyhow, one of the cooks that I was working with decided at like 8 p.m. they were done for the night. So they they left, but they lived upstairs above the bar. People are coming in for dinner, okay? And I am the only person there. It's like a Tuesday night, so we are not staffed to host a bunch of people. Gotcha. As long as you have a bartender and a cook. Cook is gone. People are asking for dinner. They're asking for wings. And what the cook's gone. I don't know what to do. Like, the cook is gone. Uh, sorry, we can't serve food right now. Like, I can give you chips or something. But they go, Alex, just get there. Get behind there in the kitchen. I'll watch the bar. It's all right. You can you can do some wings. 
I'm freaking doing the wings, Shane. I'm making wings and I'm bartending. Okay. It was ridiculous. Call my boss. I'm like crying and stuff. I'm overwhelmed. And people are yelling at me. They want their chicken wings. Their chicken wings are burnt and they're not cooked through. Like I'm giving people salmonella. It was awful. So my boss calls the cook. (laughs) (laughs) The cook comes down. Cook is coked out. Mm. Like this cook. Cook is coked. Cook is on so much cocaine. Okay. Gotcha. They're freaking out. So they go back into the kitchen. They start cooking. They're pissed that they couldn't leave early. They're screaming. They're swearing. They're saying some really bad stuff that like... I the mean, F word? Bad stuff. Mm. And like it's a tiny place. Everybody can hear them. They're like cursing me. They're cursing themselves, cursing their mother. Boss comes in, tells them they're fired because they can't behave like this. Cook friggin' starts throwing things around the kitchen. I was too scared to go in, so I did not go in. Things are getting tossed around. Again, it's a small spar, so you just hear every clang, every bang, every F your mother, everything. He comes out. He starts throwing things around, picking up chairs, throwing them across the bar, picking up darts, throwing them in things throwing that are darts. not the dartboard, though, like in the walls and stuff. And he's just super high on cocaine, so he leaves, but he lives above the bar. So then all night, we're getting like calls saying that he's coming back down from him. And it was just, it was very scary. But he quit. And because we were without a cook, they needed to hire him back like two days later. Wow. That must have been one heck of an apology. Well, he didn't like me after that, obviously, because I told on him. Hmm. Sorry, I forgot the question here. What was it? (laughs) (laughs) A couple of longer stories from Alex here. She's fired up tonight. It's the barnyard wine, babe. Okay. Is this thing strong? What old person things do you do? Are you asking me this because we're viral TikToks? No, I just... I I get these questions online. (laughs) Okay. So what old person things do I do? I repeat things. I forget things. I can't see. I can't hear. I tell Shane. What young person things do you do? (laughs) (laughs) I tell Shane my dreams in detail whether or not he wants to hear them. I don't ask anymore. I just start going. You never asked. No, no, I guess not. You always assume people want to hear your dreams. And I, I do like your dreams. Okay, I think the biggest thing for me is like I can't remember. You know, I'll be sitting there and I'll be thinking. And then I'll be like, oh, I can't remember if I said this out loud or if I just thought it in my brain. But I got to say this out loud now. And then I have to tell Shane something. And I just I really can't remember if I said it in my brain or said it out loud. But just stuff like that, like my actual mental capacity and my ability to see and hear mm-hmm. is all degrading very rapidly. What about you? I keep tangible coupons from like mcdonald's cups so if you get a mcdonald's coffee you can rip off this little card off the coffee Mm -hmm. and then put stickers on it and then if you get eight stickers (laughs) you will get a free cup of coffee and i will do that oh you also get upset if i go to tim hortons and don't bring the rewards card yeah i like rewards i find (laughs) old people like rewards because every eighth time seven to ten times you get something for free and that's a good feeling so i like that Uh, there's a scottish saying that nothing's tighter than a scottish change purse i didn't know where you were going with that but i like it yeah uh you also wear slippers now i wear slippers now i i have multiple pairs everything i like that i find comfortable i buy multiple pairs of so i have five pairs of these jeans identical on sale from the gap I wear all this, the same shirt every day, just, you know. Mm-hmm. 
That's uh, him. One other old person thing I do, I, I really am into watching the street and the goings on of my street. And I've realized that uh, a young person on my street might be, might be dealing pot. But yeah. I just, I, I'm dying to You got to an eye him. on him, yeah. Oh, I got an eye on him. But I, I'm dying to ask him what he's dealing. Just because I want to know, like, is it something scary? Like, do I have to be worried about the types of people that are coming on the street? Or is it just like I'm pretty sure it's peasy? weed, Alex. But, but weed's legal. They sell it in stores. Why would people buy weed from a dealer? Maybe he's got low, low prices. <laughs> Can't beat him. <laughs> All right. So, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Date Night. If you like us, give us a five-star rating. Give us a four-star rating, but don't give us a three-star rating because that's too low. Leave us a comment. Tell us you like the podcast. And enjoy your night, your day, your week, or even your year. <laughs> I like that. Bye. Bye-bye.